This is Cobit Readings, and it's time for another story, written by the rogue writer, Sherry Lopatin, and titled, Pomegranates. To you, they might just be juicy fruits, but in this story, they mean much more. If you are intrigued, then get your headsets. decided to climb into bed early that night and was already snuggling under the covers when I heard the sirens. I lived on a quiet street in a quiet town so the sirens caused enough concern that I crawled out of bed and into my slippers. The air was freezing that night and we were expecting the first snow. I switched on my bedroom lights when I realized the sirens got louder and closer. Rubbing my arms to stay warm, I sauntered toward the front window and looked outside. About four police cars had parked in front of Helen's house. What the hell? I asked aloud, and a vile feeling rose from deep in my stomach. Something was wrong. I spun around and jogged back to my bedroom, reached into the closet and grabbed a robe. I wrapped it around my wrist before running outside. The air was damp and I could smell the snow coming, but that didn't matter. My eyes physicted on the crime tape surrounding Helen's house. What's going on out here? I called hoping one of the officers would answer. Ma'am, we need you to step back, please. That's my friend in there. Is she okay? Another officer approached when I said this. A tall man with copper skin and slanted eyes. When he spoke, he revealed a thick Spanish accent. You say you are a friend? The officer asked. Yes, sir. What's your name? Jesse G. Jones. His eyes wilted when I said this, and he turned back to his partner. This is her, he said. By now, I was crazy confused and starting to grow angry. Why wouldn't anyone tell me what happened? I was desperate to know if Helen was alright. Miss Jones, we have some difficult news, the officer said. Your neighbor, Helen, took her life tonight. My heart stopped beating the moment I heard those words. At first, I thought my mind played a cruel trick. But when I asked him to repeat himself, I knew I'd heard correctly. How? How is that possible? I asked. 
She left a note. The officer continued. And she named you. She named me? The officer bit his lip. I could tell this was hard for him. Yes, ma'am. She asked if you could take care of baby roots for her. She said no girl should spend too much time alone. I lost my balance then and all I could think about was the heartbroken look I imagined in baby Ruth's eyes and I collapsed to the ground hysterical. How could she do this? I asked, crying into my hands. Why? Why? A woman rushed to my side and she smelled of peppermint and vanilla. I didn't see her face or know her name, but I felt her embrace trying to comfort me. I couldn't understand what had happened. Why Helen would feel so badly that she would leave baby Ruth alone. She loved baby Ruth with everything she had. They later told me she downed a bottle of sleeping pills and probably didn't feel a thing. She left behind two grown children and some grandkids who lived on a ranch in Texas. I couldn't believe my ears when I heard this. I'm from Texas too. I took baby Ruth home with me that night and she howled into the darkness. I'd never heard a cat howl in despair and it's the most tragic sound I never want to hear again. I tried to encourage her to eat the food Ellen left behind but baby Ruth wouldn't touch it. I started to panic that she would die too but after another day she finally nibbled. Within a week she jumped into bed with me and we mourned together. I stared out my front window as Helen's family arrived to clear out her house. They piled mounds of craft into plastic crates, which they transferred into SUVs. I felt compelled to reach out and meet them, but then I grew scared and stayed inside. They probably wouldn't think much of me anyhow. I didn't do nothing for Christmas. Besides spending it quietly with baby Ruth on my lap, I thought long and hard about Helen's last message. No girl should spend too much time alone. Helen always had people coming and going at her house. But maybe it wasn't enough. I found myself waking each morning and staring at her empty place. Until one day, I saw myself lying dead in there and it terrified me. After the for sale sign went up, I decided to check on Helen's pomegranate tree one day. I let myself into her backyard and realized how vacant it felt. The tree still had ripe fruits hanging from its branches, so I pulled them off to keep them from rotting. I never did bake you that banana bread I said to the pomegranates as I twirled them in my palms. I'm so sorry, Helen. 
When I pulled the last of the fruit from her tree, I heard a female voice call from the front of the house asking who was behind the gates. I didn't answer but crept toward the front, unsure who waited on the other side. When I turned the corner, I recognized the woman from the days after Helen died. When she wept from the driveway, she was Helen's daughter. Who are you? she asked. And I was about to run away and retreat into my duplex. But then, I remembered Helen's warning. Swallowing my nerves, I forced myself to stop and look the woman in the eyes. I was a friend of your mama's, I said, and the woman's expression softened immediately. No kidding, she said. How do you know her? I live across the street. I motioned to the patio home with baby Ruth staring out the window. Is that my mama's cat? The woman asked. Yes, ma'am, I said. She asked me to care for her. I hope you don't mind. The woman nodded, but I could tell she was conflicted. So I did something I'd never done before. You want to come inside for some tea? I asked. Maybe you can tell me more about your mama. At my offer, the woman grinned, and I realized it was the same welcoming smile that Helen always had. I'd love that, she said. My name's Janine. I stepped forward and shook her hand. I'm Jesse J. Jones. Now, ain't that the most darling name I heard in a decade? Her compliments made me feel warm inside. Thank you, I said. Would you like a pomegranate? As I handed Janine the fruits, I felt fear leave my mind for the first time in my life. Helen's daughter took the pomegranate from my hand and we walked across the streets together as the snow started drifting from above. Hope you enjoyed the entire story for me, Granites. Hope you learned something from it as well. Stay tuned to more stories from Hobbit Readings. Enjoy this story. Sherry Lopain is a former award-winning journalist turned creative writer who publishes the Rogue Writer newsletter on Substack, where she writes serialized fiction like pomegranates, personal narratives, and the occasional political commentary or poetry. No niche restrictions, just writing. If you liked pomegranates and are looking for something real in today's soundbite world, then head over to Rogue Writer and subscribe to it. Sherry is planning more serialized fiction in the near future, and you don't want to miss it.